This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to the Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Chris Johnson, President and CEO of the Association of Washington Business in Washington State, to learn how Holman Brothers has provided value for him. Well, Doug and Bill at the Holman Brothers have been a key ally in growth uh, for my professional career, working at three different chambers, a local chamber, a regional chamber, and now a statewide chamber. And they've been the ideal solution, whether it's a comprehensive training program, whether it's working on individual sales growth, quarterly check-ins with the team, the ability to grow members has meaning more assets for the organization. More assets means we can do more things to serve our members. They've really been the perfect solution for us, a trusted resource partner and a growth partner for us all along the way. So hats off to Doug and Bill for their great success. They'll be a great partner for you as they are for us. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. Our guest for this episode is Ronnie Russell. Ronnie is an active duty retired infantryman from the United States Army with 22 years of service. He's been deployed to Iraq twice and Bosnia once and has been awarded the Bronze Star, the Meritorious Service Medal, Joint Service Achievement Medal, and numerous Army Accommodation Medals. He's also a former infantry drill sergeant at Fort Benning, Georgia, where he has dedicated countless hours to training America's sons. In 2010, Ronnie was nominated for the NAACP Service Award and was the 32nd recipient of the Blacks in Government Award. He is also co-founder of the Texas Black Pages, a Black business directory that represents 254 counties. He currently serves as the president of the Innovation Black Chamber of Commerce in Greater Fort Hood, Texas area. But Ronnie, I'm excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love for you to take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions and share something interesting about yourself so you can get to know you a little bit better. Yes, sir. Um, again, thank you. And I appreciate the, the platform itself. And for everybody to know and understand, Chamber Business is dedicated business. Um, so for, um, some time ago, um, I was trying to figure out like the why, because the area where we are at the greater Fort Hood area, we're, we're dead center between Waco and Austin, but there was no economic representation, uh, in the clean Fort Hood area. So of course I'm going out, I'm going to other chambers asking them, like, can you bring a satellite chamber in our city. And I, and I did that for a while, but then I was like, like, why am I going to ask someone to do something that I have the ability to do myself? So I say that to say programs that your city don't have created resources that your city might not have go out and find it and bring it into the city. So just keep looking, keep striving, keep adjusting. And then everything is going to work out in the end. I love that. You just you know, took control and, and did it. It reminds me of that quote from Gandhi, you know, to be the change that you want to see in the world. So if nobody else is doing it, then, you know, take it on and be the change yourself. So, yes, sir. 
tell us a little bit about the Innovation Black Chamber, just to give us an idea of, you know, scope of work, the size, the, you know, number of members, budget, right. that sort of thing, just to kind of give us an idea and perspective where you're coming from before we get into our discussion today. Right. So the Innovation Black Chamber of Commerce was launched in 2019, uh, February the 16th. Two weeks later, COVID hit. So we were launched in the storm, but we weathered the storm. Um, and that was the great thing about it, because at the time, you know, a lot of organ, a lot of other organizations, especially the uh, more senior chamber organizations, they were in in-person meetings and, and, and meet and greets and, you know, whatever it is. But it took time for those to transition into the digital uh, aspect. And we started digital. So because we started digital, we started creating workshops, we started developing new systems from the digital aspect. So we were like the formalities of how and who we are as, as a people, we've always gone to in-person, but the hybrid is something new. So because we started digital and now we're with the in-person, hybrid is a development of pulling people in that haven't seen faces in a long time and allowing those who are not comfortable with getting in front of physical uh, a physical audience to keep them safe. So we've developed uh, through that time. Um, we've been averaging at least 86 members uh, a year, just, just growing and expanding and developing. Um, the reason why we're called the Innovation Black Chamber of Commerce because we didn't wanna get fixed into the constitution and bylaws and restricting us by staying in the city of Colleen because it, it allows us to move as fast or as slow and develop and grow into other outlining areas that do not have a, um, a demographic representation of a black chamber of commerce. So we have members in Colleen, of course, Fort Hood, Parker Heights, Temple, Belton, um, where else? Uh, Copperas Cove, Huddle, Round Rock, Georgetown, because those cities that are major within population and rich within resources don't have, didn't have and still don't have a Black Chamber representation. So it allows us to maneuver in that space. So we're as fluid as possible without the restrictions of, uh, uh, of, of the city's uh, or county line. But uh, we've, we've grown considerably. I think the the first year, our budget was only like, honestly, like twenty five, twenty seven thousand, yeah. because we were we were digital, <laughs> so it wasn't that yeah. we had. You didn't have the the rent and everything and all that Correct. overhead. Correct. Correct. So then the budget second year changed to maybe about fifty fifty five, because now we were buying. Uh, more things and, and developing more assets and digital assets as well. Um, I do a lot of the stuff. I'm, I'm a creative. I built the website. Uh, I do all of the graphics. I do all of the marketing. I create everything that is needed. Like even the NFT uh, that we developed, I did all the, the R&D and, 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 and bringing that to fruition. So I'm just blessed to have the ability to create where a lot of other chambers who don't have that that marketing in-house, they have to pay that. And now it's an expense. I don't have those expenses of marketing. 
because I do it myself because I'm social media certified as well as meta uh, certified as well. My next certification, I want Google. But a lot of that stays in house. But we were blessed in 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 the transition into our third year. Um, now we we I think we the nine ninety had us at like one hundred and eight one hundred and eight thousand dollars. Okay, and it's just it's it's just the beginning for me, and knowing what we have now, we have uh, two hundred and fifty one members. Um, we we had we got a bank that we just been developing with. And last year they put in like $2.5 million into our membership with over 750,000 in deposits and transfers into the bank. They've just been doing a phenomenal job with helping us out. Um, we're kind of a hybrid. And I say that to say um, we have a lot of community engagement as well as a lot of business development um, at the same time, because we have to speak the language of the community by also understanding that we have to advocate for the business community and bring in and pull in those resources at the same time. Because in our area, we don't have a CDFI at all. The closest CDFI of People Fund and Lift Fund and Texas Mezzanine, as well as, uh, what's the other one? Um, I forgot the other one, but those CDFIs we don't have. So I have to go out like now I'm in Austin right now, I have to go out an hour away to find these non-traditional funding resources and bring them back in into the city. So um, it's, I'm not going to call it hard work. It's, it's a worthwhile uh, journey yeah. that, that I don't believe has a final destination. So we will always be reshaping, reforming, and redesigning ourselves, a hundred percent. Like we're we're going into changing out membership now because you know we we hit our third year, so we're bringing in new board members. The 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 the, the original board members, some of them are transitioning up through the advisory board. While we bring in new blood, um, membership is changing uh, seats. The our our EDC is changing seats. So we're just just growing and developing and and reshaping um, our course. That's awesome. It's great to have that perspective. Congratulations on year over year doubling your budget. You know, hopefully that yes, keeps sir. going in the you know foreseeable future. Yes, um, so as as we have Ronnie on the podcast today, we're going to be focusing our conversation around the utility that chambers can find within NFTs. Ronnie had mentioned kind of drop that in there as he was talking about, <laughs> about the chamber, but we will dive deeper into that discussion as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. 
allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Chambers of Commerce have been around for over 400 years, promoting communities all over the world. But today, so much is found digitally that Chamber Nation believes it's critical that there is a custodian of local digital information. They believe the Chamber is in a perfect position to be that organization. Chamber Nation provides an amazing membership management system you use to manage the Chamber and the community. They also deliver a complete membership development system that they manage for you to be sure your membership community is fully documented for search and much more. Essentially, Chamber Nation delivers an entire membership support department, which is perfect for those chambers with a limited budget that needs to do more. With Chamber Nation, not only do you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO or learn more at chambernation.com. From frustrations trying to connect with decision makers to trouble demonstrating value to difficulties adjusting to an uncertain post-COVID world, who does your membership rep turn to for expert membership sales advice? Holman Brothers can help right now. Their year-round next-level coaching program supplies a total coaching and mentoring support system in a way that's never been available for membership pros. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of next level coaching. All right, Ronnie, we're back. Um, So I know I mentioned this to you before we hit record, but for everybody listening, the way this kind of developed is I'm part of a small mastermind group of, you know, a couple other people that service the chamber industry. And as we were meeting one evening, I was kind of sharing my vision with them of how I see chambers embracing, you know, chambers of the future embracing NFT technology for whether it be for membership or ticket sales or access, essentially. A lot of times people think of NFTs as being, you know, ape images and stuff on uh, on these uh, blockchain networks. And I think there's so much more utility to NFTs that chambers of commerce can really get behind. And whenever you look at a, an NFT project, they always talk about building a community around that project. And I'm like, you know, bingo, you know, lights went off for me. I mean, chambers are all about building community. So how do we integrate these two, you know, chambers of commerce and NFTs? And while we were in this mastermind meeting, um, one of the, the members of our group did a little Google search for chambers and NFT and, and, you know, Ronnie pops up that the, the innovation black chamber, they have incorporated an NFT for ticket sales. So Ronnie, tell us about how that came to be and how you went about the development of the NFT and maybe a little bit of background. So for those listening who may not be familiar with what an NFT is, just to kind of bring them up to speed real quick before you dive in. Right. So for me, again, I wanted to be innovative in in in, in our approach. Um, but in being innovative in the approach, 
you have to create something new and you have to create something different. Um, so let me read to you what an NFT is. is, is first of all, um, just to make sure that everybody knows, because a lot of times um, we see it as we're more afraid of the early uh, adoption of it. And because we're afraid of the early adoption, then we don't feel like it's something that is something that that like we can be a part of. So an NFT is a non-fungible token, which means that it is unique and can't be replaced. It is a physical, it is a contrast physical money and cryptocurrency. So the cryptocurrency space is, is volatile. I mean, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. But the one thing that makes that make your NFT different is it will always have value. So what we did with ours, which we actually launched it um, last year, because we have a uh, we have Texas Black Business Week, uh, which is every second year. I mean, every second week of February um, every year, like we've been doing it because originally Texas Black Business Week was Texas Black Pages. And, and when I when I launched the chamber, I yielded over to IVCC because I didn't want to compete with my own in my own city with my own event. So I yielded over. Um, so what we did with it, when we created the NFT, so I found someone because being with Texas Plaque Page, we have over 17,000 businesses listed within a directory. So I found a SaaS company that also uh, built NFT. So I reached out and told them what I wanted and wanted to create a ticketed item. So what happens with your ticketed item, you have to have several other platforms with MetaMask, as well as OpenSea. So MetaMask is where you're going to have your cryptocurrency storage and you have to have a digital wallet. So that's and your crypto wallet, to, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And then you're going to have to go to OpenSea and create that account uh, for your crypto wallet to send the money to as well as when people buy it. So what happens is, so say you and your organization create the cryptocurrency uh, non-fungible token, the NFT. We created an early adoption so when our our opening ceremony for the business week, we gave away 10 fungible tokens. Uh, well, I won't say giveaway. We have complimentary uh, complimentary 10 fungible tokens. So now that creates the early adoption because a lot of people want to receive something that they didn't have to pay for. So the early adoption really began at that time. So then we did the early adoption because we created a hundred of them. So through the early adoption, we got people to want to go and find out and do research what an NFT was and how is it beneficial for them. So the NFT that they've gotten at no cost to them already had a hundred dollar value on it so now uh that hundred dollar value for them they got it at no cost so then what happens is they want to go and buy more so you as your organization and when people purchase those nfts they're getting money i mean you're receiving income from it but now it holds value uh on their end, it's kind of like buying stocks and bonds, but then when you buy it and then however the market fluctuates, then the value increase, but your cryptocurrency uh, uh, holds a much more stronger baseline with the the value of it. So 
it just helps you out a whole lot more. Now we haven't transitioned into the website of having a uh, crypto platform where you can uh, get your investment of your membership by purchasing your your uh, membership through cryptocurrency. But we wanted to do it with events just to test the market. So if you're thinking about going into the NFT perspective, figure out how are you going to do the early adoption because the early adoption is going to get people interested in learning more about what cryptocurrency is. And then you as an organization, you begin to figure out how is it going to benefit you and the organization as well because because you're a 501c3 and they're and they're they're purchasing these products now they want to write it off but the value still stays they can write it off but it's still worth a hundred dollars so they didn't lose anything yeah no that's uh that's a neat perspective and I love how you guys really focused on a, a trial with a, a specific event to see you know to build out the technology see how it works um, mm -hmm. go about educating your members about it that's a, one of the hurdles that I see is with Chambers adopting NFT technology is educating their membership right. base. So did you take any special steps to educate um, with this event? Did you just do NFT tickets or did you have traditional ticket sales too? So sorry, two questions uh, in one there. Both. We actually did both. So what we did is, of course, yeah, we had the tangible uh Ticket and the the non tangible tickets, of course, which is the NFT, the NFT, the non fungible token. So we tokenized our tickets. I'm gonna say that again. Yeah. We tokenized our tickets through the NFT, which is a non fungible token. Um, and what we did was we had the company that created the the NFT itself actually have them host a digital workshop on Zoom to get people to be much more uh, educated on what the NFT was. So then the individuals that won those uh, non-fungible tokens, then we had an additional workshop because they had to show them how they how to receive it. Because once you, once you won the NFT, you have to now be able to receive it. So I had to go in get the go into open c get the alphanumeric code and then take that code and then send it to your account so one because you won that doesn't necessarily mean that the work is over with no you still have to download metamask you still have to download and create an open c account in order for me to send your new uh cryptocurrency or your new nft to you in order for it to digitally show up in their in their open sea. So for those listening, uh, so MetaMask is going to be your crypto wallet that you use to receive these the NFT and exchange crypto. It's your storage, it's your wallet. That's where you host these digital assets. OpenSea is more of that marketplace, right? Where you can Correct. post the NFTs for sale. And there's also an aftermarket, right? For NFTs. Correct. Um, so it, with this specific NFT that you guys created, is it good for the one event? Is it good for future events too? How does it retain its value after the one, after the event that you sold them for? Uh, again, it's cryptocurrency. So the value stays. So, uh, we can either repurpose it or we can keep it as is. 
because right now when you go to OpenSea, you type in Innovation Black Chamber of Commerce, you're going to see the hologram ticket that was created. So say this year, well, say this year during Black Business Week at the launch, we say now we're going to offer a minted uh, 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 non-fungible token from last year. So now the value is going to increase because last year's price is not today's price when you when you look at it. Um, so you, you can just repurpose it and, and do the same thing. Or instead of doing a complimentary because the education has already been there. So now you can say today's uh, value or even do a silent auction, silent auction with the NFT. Um, so and then again, it's going to gain more uh, 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 monies or from the donations of it. So now the winner Again, they get the same thing as everybody else who did it with a complimentary service because they've seen it before. They understand it now. Well, they have a, a knowledge base about it. So then that's another way to do it because even with your silent auction, because it's the NFT, you take it and put it on a big screen TV and it, you know, and, and it rotates and everybody see you get the oohs and the ahs and, and stuff like that. So now through the silent auction of NFTs, you're going to make money. And again, the person that purchased that NFT, they're going to then take that whole purchase, that purchase order that they've gotten from the NFT, and they're going to write that off. So you're going to get money from the silent auction, and they're going to have a NFT that they're going to have value. So now another thing that I want you to know, when they purchase that NFT and it's being bought, the value of the NFT that you have left, I mean, you have left now goes up because it's purchased. Another thing that people can do with your NFT is because it's on a marketplace, people can go to like, now we've had a couple of hits because again, OpenSea is an open market. We had a couple of hits and people coming in and, and looking to buy our NFTs and, and, and go through a whole auction process. To where they saying, okay, I purchased it for five dollars. Somebody come else and see it, like, no, I purchased it for ten. So it just creates an ongoing marketplace by just doing one thing, by allowing yourself to be an early adopter and creating something that 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 has a uh, lifespan as long as it still exists in the market. Yeah. So about two years ago, that's when I was first getting introduced to NFTs and, and I had, you know, purchased Bitcoin and stuff prior to that, but the NFTs were really starting to come on the scene. And at mm. the same time, I was in the process of creating a, a podcasting course to teach chambers how to pod, how to podcast. And the idea hit me, you know, if I created a limited amount, say, you know, 10 or 20 of the podcast courses, but tokenize it as an NFT, mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. sell it. So once a chamber knows how to podcast, they don't need the course anymore. They could resell that and in essence be marketing to continue to market that course to other chambers. And right. you could build in a royalty with it too, to where mm -hmm. maybe you get 10% back on each resale. So it continues to be sold and you know promoted and produced and pushed out there. Um I didn't go that course just because I, I didn't have the technical know-how to pull it all together. But in concept, I thought that could be a great utility, whether it's a chamber or anybody else with courses in the future. But what are some other utilities that you see on the horizon for chambers to utilize NFTs and, and cryptocurrency? Um, 
I mean, membership, but that's really if you're, if the community that you're in is really strong as a real good knowledge base, what uh, NFTs and crypto is, um, and even offering uh, NFT workshops for your members. I mean, even if you don't, excuse me, even, even if you don't use it to tokenize some of the things that you do, but you can still offer it as a workshop for your members as well as a workshop for the community. OpenSea has a, a grant that they do in order for, well, to assist you with teaching about the NFT process. So there's grant money that's out there for innovation, and that's something that you can use to add in to the scope of work um, um, with, with your workshops because it's still early adoption. It's still early. You know, even though it's been out for maybe two years, going on three years, it's still early adoption. It's less than five years. So it's, it's still early within those stages. So I would say just take a look at it and see if it's beneficial for you, for one. And then from those benefits, now you can add it as a benefit for your corporate sponsors. So they come in, they pay 5000 10000 15000 3000 whatever it is, and now that comes with the NFT. So now that corporation or that sponsor that you've used uh, to, to come in at a certain level, like say for your chamber banquets or your community engagement events, so now you tokenize their sponsorship by creating their, taking their logo, of course, getting permission, taking their logo and tokenizing their logo to say that this is the 2023 sponsor for whatever. So now you tokenize it. So now you're creating value even after the event is over. So now the event forever lives on because you have tokenized um, their support. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I would follow a similar model, I think, that you guys did as you look at membership. So maybe you don't mm -hmm. do it for your entire membership, but maybe a segment, right? Maybe you right. look at your young entrepreneurs and you can, you know, they tend to be some of those early adopters. And right. if you can explain that, you know, membership for young entrepreneurs is done through an NFT and that's going to mm -hmm. get you access to online trainings and all these different things that are focused for the young entrepreneurs. And then as they grow up, you know, through you know, their business life, through their, their professional career, you slowly start to integrate that throughout the rest of the chamber memberships. And, you know, if that young entrepreneur were to get a different job or to, you know, heaven forbid, you know, move out of the community, they can either hang on to that as a valuable non-fungible token, or they could go to somewhere like OpenSea and resell it and right. be an advocate for your chamber and continuing to sell membership. So I think there's a, a lot of utility there. Right. So going back to the ticketing, so you tokenize a ticket as, as people showed up to the event, how mm -hmm. do you go about, you know, accepting the tickets as it, you know, a, a paper, traditional paper ticket versus ticketing on an NFT that they pull up on their phone? Well, on your, uh, the back office of OpenSea, it, it actually um, lets you know who actually purchased it. So then you just create your, your normal analog list of what you, of who purchased it. And then they come, then they can either, they can show it. And then they can, then you as an organization still line that particular uh, NFT owner and ticket 
purchaser um, off on your list. So um, it's not something like maybe in a in a foreseeable future, which I do know there is a platform that that does do uh, tokenized ticketing, so they can create that tokenized ticketing, and then I believe they do have a QR code so they can check you in, kind of like you do with Eventbrite and other platforms. So I think there is one that's out there. I did find one, but I I went. I wanted to go more so more so with a OpenSea account um, as opposed to just that one ticketed item on that platform because once it's over, it's over. OpenSea keeps it a lot longer. So that that's what we did. Uh, and that's why I, I made that decision on not just using it as a ticketed item, but use it as a item for ticketing, um, which uh, uh, extends the life of the event. Yeah. So I know there's been a lot of examples out there of entrepreneurs that have launched Mm -hmm. NFT projects and communities Mm -hmm. around it. Um, The one that comes to mind is Gary Vaynerchuk, right? With Mm -hmm. his V friends. So maybe rather than going into the whole story of Gary Vaynerchuk and V friends, people can Google that and uh, get, you know, the background of what that was, but maybe just in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. he created these little animated characters and anybody that bought these NFTs, there's like 10,000 of them, they would get access to his annual conference that he does for his fans for the next three years. So that one NFT purchase retains its value. You have an image that's tradable, it's non-fungible, it's your own, you know, your own property that you purchase. That mm-hmm. there's a lot of after-sale yeah. market on that, but it retains the value. For the next three years, especially with access to his conference. And then he does these airdrops and, you know, other, you know, giveaways to those holders of his NFT. So it incentivizes people to hang on to it and, and continues to build value on that. So I just mentioned that to put it out there. So chambers can think of other ways to maybe build on the technology and see the offerings that their chamber has to offer and, and see where some things might line yeah. up. But um, Ronnie, as uh, as you've gone through this experiment, uh, was it worthwhile? Would you do it again? Um, would I do it again? <laughs> I will. I will approach it differently. Okay. What I lessons did, did you learn? Do it again. Yeah. Um, early adoption is 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 hard with different age groups. My city, the city of Colleen is a young city, but when it comes to chamber members, a lot of them are older. Okay. So the early adoption with the older chamber members, it, to them it's the devil. Like, I already don't like to get online, but you trying to shove this down my throat? Right. Like, I don't have an appetite for it. So I, w- I, I would do it differently. Like I would host several um, uh, NFT workshops and just invite not just your members, but invite the community to come and be a part of it. Because now when they see your your chamber actually doing something with NFTs, then it allows them to feel like, okay, that's a place that I can go to. It won't make them feel like the chamber is a nursing home with a bunch of old people in it. Right. (laughs) But it allowed them to say, okay. They talk in my language. Let me go in here and see how I can be an asset. Like maybe you can begin to develop a digital committee and everything in the digital committee 
is totally different than just marketing. It's actually digitizing the process, uh, assisting members with digitizing their paperwork. And it just totally changes the game when you speak in the language of, of the youth. So now they want to be a part of what you're doing instead of just being what they're seeing is that's for old people. Yeah. So I, I will use that the early adoption workshop prior to launching of uh, uh, a, a ticketed item NFT with people who are already afraid of going online. Now that's so important for just staying relevant as a chamber going forward. You don't want to push your your longtime lifetime members to something new that's going to push them away. But <laughs> yeah. for those early adopters and to be able to continue to stay relevant, maybe do it for a segment of your of your membership population and just slowly integrate it. Um, yeah. Was there a cost involved with creating the NFT? What does that look like? You you oh, said you had worked with a, a SaaS company. <laughs> uh, there there's. I think we were there maybe third client. Okay. So for us, it wasn't expensive. But even after we came, we had two members that we sent to them. Um, so we got kind of, you know, some some money on the back end. That wasn't how it started. It was like, you know what, you brought us two clients. So this is what we're gonna do for you. So it was kind of a good give and take. When it comes to, I think we only pay maybe four fifty. Okay. Uh, for it, so again, it wasn't expensive. Yeah. Um, but their work was good. But I will say, if you think about going into the NFT, look at their work. Go to their OpenSea account, um, and ensure that you're getting something that is ta- that is tailored to you and your organization. Uh, the one thing that I would do different from a design perspective is to ensure that the design that they're doing for you doesn't look like somebody else's design that they did yeah, because yeah, that's a good point. they they did a, a block checker like oh man that's nice but then you go to they <laughs> to their open c account like man only thing you did is take my take their logo out put my logo in yeah. and then you change their, their color for my color yeah so make sure that you create something that is tailored and designed for you and not a you universal NFT that look like like everybody else that they've done. That's good insight. As far as pricing the NFT, did you price it in dollars or Ethereum or Solana or what what Uh, currency did you price it in? It was in Ethereum. Um, They use Ethereum um, because they had to also look at like what's the cost of of the week that we had to deal with. So it won't be I'm charging you this much. I mean, this much. But then you got this much in gas fees. So you're like, man, the value ain't the same no more because you got hit with so much, so many fees with just purchasing it. So, right. um, again, the company that I went through used uh, Ethereum. So it would depend on like even when you're doing it, make sure they're 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 open enough to educate you uh, about it and educate you through the entire process. Like it's, it's kind of like the customer journey. So yeah. have them walk you through the entire journey like like I am the person that is purchasing the NFT. Now walk me through it. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Now I'm just curious from a you know back end side of it. Do you do you keep those sales in Ethereum? Did you convert it back to dollars? Did you put it into Bitcoin or how did that look after the sale? 
of course the market fluctuates, but keeping it in in the uh, in the crypto space, it allows that to be your market your marketplace. So then when you do want to convert it and, and push it through your MetaMask, excuse me, send it from your Coinbase to your traditional bank. I wanted to keep it in the Ethereum because at the time the market was fluctuating as far as the cryptocurrency was, was going. Um, so I, I kept it in there. It's kind of like if you take it out too early, now you've lost all this value because it unhit again. Right. <laughs> so right. I, I kept it in there. Okay. Good deal. So as we start wrapping up, I wanted to ask you for any chambers that are out there listening that are looking to you know, take their chamber up to the next level, what tip or action item might you suggest, whether it's related to the NFT space or anything else? What, what would you have to offer? Um, just don't be afraid of technology. Like our three buckets in the chamber itself is business technology um, and veteran. And I wanted to ensure that there was a technology agenda because a lot of people are afraid when they hear the word technology because there is a, a there are developed fears when it comes to technology. Just because you don't know doesn't mean that you can't find out. And when you begin to find out, that's when you become an asset to be valuable to those who need the information that you just obtained. So... Uh, don't be afraid of technology. Learn the technology. Understand the technology. Repurpose the information that you that you just found. That is a that's a great tip there, especially like repurposing that information that you find. Um, as we look to the future of chambers of commerce, how do you mm -hmm. see the future of chambers and their purpose going forward? Um, I think chambers need to be more of a conduit when it comes to crowdfunding okay. because for us uh, we do a lot of giving and because we do a lot of giving we 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 have a lot that we receive like for our Juneteenth uh, festival is actually crowdfunding okay it looks like a festival to the eye but on the back end, it's a, it's a program. It's an economic program. We give away $10,000 a year during our Juneteenth Festival. First prize get five, second get three, and third get two. So as the sponsors pay into your program, repurpose the sponsorship and pour that back out into the community because the community is where the members live. And the community is where who go and support the businesses that are not your members. So those members that are not your members seeing what you do, because for our Juneteenth Festival with the Juneteenth uh, grant, it can be a member or not that come and be a part of it. But when you're an asset from a economic perspective, so then it becomes a resource and of, of value to the community because you have value and you have valuable. Value is something that is presented. Valuable is a resource is, is a resource that then becomes duplicated because it is always going to be needed because it was always going to meet a need because problems is just a a, a need that meet a need that 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 needs to be met. 
So look at what needs need to be met and then create a program that meets the need of the issue. I love it. Very well said. So, Ronnie, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners that would like to reach out and connect and learn more maybe about uh, building an NFT or looking for a referral to the SaaS company that did this for you. What, what would be the best way for them to reach out and connect and learn more? Yeah, so you can find and follow uh, the Innovation Black Chamber of Commerce on Facebook, Instagram, uh, go on the website, innovationbcc.org. Um, there's lots of social proof that's out there. So if you want to send an email, you can send an email to info at innovationbcc.org, or you can give us a call at 254-415-9951. And I'm in the heart of Texas, central Texas. So I have no issue with, with coming and speaking, whatever it is, is at no cost to you. I will pull up and show up. As long as it makes sense, I'll pull up and show up. <laughs> that is a great offer right there because uh, Ronnie covered a lot of valuable information with us today. Uh, I hope everybody was taking notes, maybe re-listen to this one again, dive in a little bit deeper and learn more about NFT technology and see where those overlaps are for your chamber, for your community, how you can apply this to stay relevant going forward into the future. But Ronnie, thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your experience and how you guys have gone through this and, and really just uh, painting a picture of how NFTs can really meet a need for Chambers of Commerce. I really appreciate that. Yes, sir. Thank you, too. If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.